Welcome to the Strong Men, Strong Marriages podcast. Here we are on a mission to get strong, get attractive, and get the marriage of our dreams. I'm your host, Mike Frazier. Let's do this. All right, men, welcome to today's episode of Strong Men, Strong Marriages. A uh, special episode for you guys today. So I'm joined today by Chris Granger from the Lion Within Us podcast. Uh, yeah, so, you know, Chris, if you could just tell us a little bit about, about you and what you do on on uh, on your podcast and business there. Oh, absolutely. Mike, it's, it's a pleasure to work with you. So for the Lion Within Us, we're, we're building a community for guys to to come together. Uh, to be the leaders that God intends them to, intends them to be. So, I mean, that's, uh, through the podcast is our, is our primary way that we get our message out to guys. And then we've built the online community, uh, that we've built co- completely outside of social media, by the way. It's mm-hmm. on our own platform. So it's kind of cool that way and, uh, doing events and masterminds and Bible studies and we call them lion lunches, all different ways for guys to come together and connect. And we just talk about areas of health, wealth, and self. That's the three primary pillars of the lion within us. And everything focuses on being that spiritual leader and simplifying and applying God's word. So that's what we got going on. Awesome. Love it. Yeah. You know, I'm, um, you know, my, so a little bit about me for, for you guys listening on the line within us. So yeah, I'm Mike Frazier, MD. So I trained as a psychiatrist, um, but I do marriage coaching now for men. So, you know, guys that are Christian guys, high achieving Christian guys. So you've got, you know, maybe your intimate life isn't quite where you want it. Um, you are maybe recovering from infidelity or maybe something more serious like separation or you're near a divorce. You know, I help guys work through that um, through applying, you know, Christian principles. Really, to me, my job is to help us, you know, just like Chris was saying, you know, become closer to Christ. Like a good husband is someone that is following Christ as close as he can. Um, mm-hmm. And we just use, you know, the tools from psychiatry and psychology and coaching and, you know, therapy and all that to, you know, use the the learnings from science and apply them to biblical principles and uh, really become uh, the way I like to put it is strong, you know, strong across all areas, spiritual, mental, emotional, physical, and sexual. So that's kind of what we're doing. But, uh, but yeah, like Chris was saying, I think it's just so important that we have, um, you know, communities of guys too, that are working together in this way. Uh, so it's been fun to meet, you know, guys like Chris and some other people I've had in the podcast that are, you know, on that same, same track. Um, but yeah, on your side, Chris, what got you kind of into that, this whole field and, and thing? Yeah. I mean, I think some of it is just God has a sense of humor, right? I mean, so <laughs> I have a, I have a, uh, I live, live with three daughters and my wife. So I'm literally the only male in my house. I mean, <laughs> so I have another podcast. It's a secular podcast, but it's, it's for, for, uh, an industrial focused show. And then God just laid it on my heart. He's like, all right, I, I gave you this skill. Now I want you to use it to glorify me, and I want you to do it to teach men around, to, to teach you know Christian men about leadership. And I'm like, you gotta be kidding me! <laughs> <You> know, so <laughs> um, <clears throat> we just leaned into it, man, Mike, and 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 it's been awesome. And the guys are listening and, and engaging. Our community is growing, and uh, again, it's everything about the line within us is about serving others. So I try to do everything possible to make every episode not about me and about the guest and the topic and and the listener, most importantly, because that's ultimately who we're trying to impact. So uh, it's, it's been, we've kept that focus and God has really blessed it. And, and it's been an incredible journey. And, and I'm, I'm excited to learn from you too, 
uh, for, for our listeners, because obviously you're the smart one of this group and I'm perfectly <laughs> cool with that, you know, so, so let just, just feed me, man, feed me. I'm looking forward to learning it. All right. Well, that sounds good. Uh, well, you know, Chris, we had decided to really t- take a scripture to look at today. So in uh, Galatians 5, uh, 22 through 23. So I'm looking at the new international version. There's lots mm-hmm. of different versions out there. But, um, you know, talking about the fruits of the Spirit. So, you know, when it comes to uh, marriage or, you know, just leadership in general, you know, the, the big commandment is, you know, love God, right. And then love your neighbor as yourself. And mm-hmm. so, and I think the, this scripture about the fruits of the spirit helps us kind of figure out if we are, you know, behaving in a way that's loving or, or not, and can give us some direction too, as far as, you know, how do we want to show up in a marriage? Um, and, uh, you know, that's my particular focus, but of course it extends to other areas as well, fatherhood and all that. Um, mm-hmm. so you know, I'll go ahead and read it. So it says, but the fruit of the spirit is love, joy, peace, forbearance, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Again, such there is no law. Um, so yeah, I mean, I have some thoughts on the, on some of those, but, um, yeah, you'd said, Chris, you'd had kind of some questions too. You wanted to go over what kind of, what were you looking no, at for? I mean, I'm glad you went there. So for our, for our listeners, I actually unpacked this scripture in a spiritual kickoff earlier oh, this nice. week. And, and I love it. Now your version says forbearance. I, my version says patience. Mm, and yep. for me, when I look at the fruit of the spirit, <laughs> uh, this is a self like uh, uh reflection moment here. That is the fruit that is least prevalent in my life. Patience. <laughs> okay. And I think for a lot of our guys listening, you know, you, probably, you guys can probably relate. Patience. You know, we, 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 want, we want stuff now. We want it done our way. We want it done immediately. And this whole self-gratification thing, like we, we just don't wait. I mean, ever since the invention of the microwave, it's just been downhill, right? <laughs> we just, <laughs> we want it fast. So I'm curious uh, your take on, on, on certain fruits. Maybe patience could yeah. be one of them from a, from a, from a uh, biblical standpoint, from a Christian man. You know, what do you see this as a common area of struggle for Christian men? And what, what's your advice on you know, me improving that? Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, you know, I think when I looked up the definition of patience a while back, you know, it says to bear without complaint. Um, mm. I like I like that definition a lot. It's like, OK, you know, stuff's going to happen, but am I going to complain about it or not? <laughs> Right. 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 Stuff happens that's hard, you know, in, uh, in marriage is, uh, you know, where I talk about, but just in general in life. And can I go through that time, you know, without whining about it? Just because usually that doesn't take you anywhere, especially productive. Um, and I think to also, you know, to your point about having faith, right? Like when we get impatient, we're, we're kind of saying, okay, you know, this needs to happen within this time frame, right? mm-hmm. And a lot of times those things depend on other people, like with your wife. So, so guys will come into the program, right? And I did my programs 90 days and, you know, sometimes they want the changes this week, right? Um, 
because the thing that's hard when you approach a, a marriage, right, is you sort of feel those changes internally really fast. Like you feel, oh, actually, I am feeling the fruits of the spirit. I am feeling love. I am feeling, you know, caring. I don't feel as upset with my wife, right? right. Uh, and they feel those changes pretty fast from the way that we approach things. Um, but their wife doesn't necessarily see that right away, right? Or at least doesn't trust it right away. Um you know, if you've come at her from a resentful place for a long time, um, because, oh, look, look at everything I do for you, but you don't have sex with me, or, you know, I provide for the family, but, you know, you don't appreciate me for that. You know, if your mind's been there for a long time, you know, when you suddenly shift that and you're like, oh, shoot, like there's stuff I need to work on. And my wife is actually doing a lot and you start appreciating her, you know, you sort of hope that right at first she's going to be like, Oh my gosh, like this is the husband I always wanted. Uh, thank you. I love you. You know, let's, let's head to bed together, but it doesn't typically work out that way. Right. Like your wife is probably happy about the changes, but also kind of like, you know, this is weird. And is this going to last is kind of right, bigger, right. the bigger question on her mind. Like, are mm -hmm. these, are these changes for real? Especially if there's something more serious, like infidelity or, you know, separation is really bad because you've basically taught her, okay, like the way to get me to behave is to say you're going to leave. Right? And so now, now you've kind of like, you're like, oh no, I'm better now. And then she's like, well, if I come back, now your motivation's gone. Right. And so right, right. patience is a huge one that we talk about, you know, in the program is, and to me, it's like, it's really shifting. What's the result that you're going for? Right. Mm, okay. So, you know, the result that we get impatient about, right, is like the result I want is for my wife to appreciate me more. Let's say that's the result you want, right? And so when that's your goal, first of all, you become manipulative because you're trying to make her do something, right? You're mm -hmm. trying to make her appreciate you. Um, but the second thing that happens is like, yeah, you start getting impatient with that because you're like, okay, like when's she going to do it? When's she going to do it, right? When's she going to start appreciating me finally? Um, versus if you make your intention like, hey, you know what? And this is, it's so cool when I see you guys make this shift. Like, you can like feel it in them. You know, they're just like, hey, you know what? I'm in this for the long haul, right? Yeah. I'm doing this because this is who I want to be as a husband. I don't care how my wife responds. Would it be great if she was appreciative? Sure. Like, that's probably better than if she's not, but it doesn't change like your goal, right? Right. Because your goal right. is just based on me being who I want to be right? Me looking to God and trying to please God by the way I'm behaving. So when that really becomes your focus, patience starts to be a lot easier because you're you're like, no, I'm actually already there. I'm already hitting mm -hmm. my goal. I'm already behaving in a way that I want to behave. So now you can kind of settle, right? And you're just like, oh, like I'm already there. I can feel good about the way I'm behaving. I can feel proud of that. Um, so then, yeah, you're not like, oh, like when's she going to, when's she going to change? Right. Because right. that's not your goal anymore. Your goal is being the man you want to be. Mm -hmm. And that's, I mean, it's such an important area. And, some, and I think that's one way us as guys, we get it wrong so often, right? I mean, we're, we're trying to force so many things mm -hmm. on our narrative and we're also looking for our wife to make us happy. And that can guess, I tell yeah. guys all the time, like wrong, that's not her yep. job to make you happy. <laughs> you know, if right. so when you got that worldview, and you're trying to trying to 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 make all these things fit into the confines of your marriage, and you're trying to just force this round hole in, in a square peg. I mean, it's just it's just not going to align at all. Yeah, and, you know. Yeah, totally.
totally, totally. Yeah. So I mean, that's kind of my thought. But what, uh, I, I didn't hear your your one you did this week. What was your kind of take on the patients area? For me, the patients area is when I was talking about it with guys. I really wanted to similar ways. Just focus on look when when we think when we pray for any of this fruit. First of all, it's fruit that has to grow. Okay. Mm, yeah. And and I, and I reminded them that a good tree can't bear bad fruit and a bad tree can't bear good fruit. And also when you ask for these, when you ask for patience, what is God going to give you? He's not just going to be a genie and just like pop. Okay. Now you have patience, right? And, and just wave his little magic wand. What he gives us is an opportunity to be patient. Yes. And then we have to, and the more we exercise that muscle, the stronger it gets. And so I, re- I related it to working out. Right. And again, a lot of our guys they, that listen, they work out. Yep. You go to the gym, you want to get stronger in your upper body. You know what? You, you you stress that upper body and then you give it rest. And then the next time you come back and you stress it a little bit more. And you, I mean, that little rip, you're ripping those muscles. They're, they're healing. They're coming back stronger. And that's the same thing with every one of these fruit. Mm-hmm. And for patients, an opportunity to be patient, then you exercise that opportunity. And like you said, it's not always going to be fun. And then and the next thing you know, you have another opportunity. And then as you grow, that fruit is just going to become stronger and stronger. And that's just going to be a part of who you are. And then others are going to see that. So that was kind of my, my area when I was pointing yeah. people to patience and talking about it in the spiritual kickoff. Yeah, totally. No, I love it. Yeah. Um, I, I like the, you know, the, the analogy of a tree or, you know, with my guys, a lot of times I talk about you know, the law of the harvest, right? Mm-hmm. And so, you know, for the most part, once someone comes to work with me, they've laid down bad seeds in their marriage for a long time. Um, whether that was really obvious to them or whether they're kind of just realizing, oh shoot, like the way I, you know, thought about this relationship, you know, mm-hmm. about, about her being responsible for making me happy, like you said, or the other thing that happens. So, you know, for me, I'm going to be coming out with a book next year. Uh, working titles, happy wife, happy life is a lie because it just <laughs> is. It just is right. because you, you kind of, if you go about trying to make your wife happy all the time, you get kind of tired of that after a while, right? Because mm-hmm. um, you're also expecting her to make you happy back, as you mentioned. Um, and yeah, that there's like some sort of way you can sort of get her in her debt, in your debt to owe you back. You know, it just doesn't, it just doesn't work. So, right. um, yeah. So coming back to the idea of like the seeds, right? If you've had that mindset for a long time, you've kind of put bad seeds down for a long time and now you're reaping her not being attracted to you. You know, maybe uh, again, maybe if you've been in pornography or things like that, you know, you're reaping the, um, the harvest of that, you know, low trust, yeah. sexuality is kind of messed up. Um, so, you, you know, the, the guys that come in that are, they're realizing it. Right. And again, they, they like feel those changes. But what I try to explain to them is, Hey, look, man, you've planted those seeds for five, 10, 20 years. Like you're going to be reaping that harvest for a while. Like now you're laying down the good seeds, you know, the harvest will come, but it is going to also, you know, be delayed. Right. It's going to take right. some time. Um, you're just, you're just at the seed phase, right? Like it's got it's to grow uh, for a while. And she's got to see that consistency, you know, for a while. Yeah. I mean, I literally just taught about this in our, in our Sunday school class in, in James, where he's talking about, you know, the harvester, the farmer and, you know, the, the, the spring and the autumn rains, as well as the harvest. Both of those, you have to persevere and you have to exercise patience. Yep. You know, back in the first century, you know, we didn't have John Deere 
tractors and, you know, yep. we couldn't go out there and irrigate with, with irrigation systems. So they, they really relied upon the Lord to provide that rain in those seasons. But they also, to your point, they had to put in the work. Yep. You know, they had to put in that work up front and do that work. And then, you know, trust that God is going to come through and that the blessing is going to come. But, you know, we, we have to remember we're called to act too. We can't just sit back on our heels and wait for it and just hope stuff gets better. Um, yeah. We have to take action as Christian men. And ultimately, if we take the right action and we're playing the right seed, then yes, it will yield good fruit. Yeah, exactly. And it's, um, yeah, and you know, it's not always how we expect it. Uh, it's not, it's often not on the time frame that we're hoping or expecting. No. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, it's never on the time frame. I always tell people, man, God's timing is perfect. He's just never early, right? I mean, so it's never on a time on our time frame. Uh, yeah. So it's so again that idea of, of patience and faith, right? I think right. impatience often stems from that lack of faith, right? It's like, okay, you know, when's it going to be here? But really, behind that is a fear that it's not going to happen, right? Yeah, like, yeah. It's, it's not ever coming. Right. Um, so, you know, you, you think nothing's going to happen. I'm never going to get there. You start feeling down. You start feeling anxious. You know, mm-hmm. all those things Christ asks us not to feel, you know, not don't fear. You know, that's what he says a lot. Um, but yeah, impatience and fear are, are linked. You know, the, the fear yeah. is it's not going to happen. What I want isn't ever going to happen. Um, so, yeah, you know, trusting that as I do these good works, you know, God is going to reward that with a harvest at some point, right? Yeah. Um, it, it does, it keeps you going, it keeps you planting, it keeps you, you know, uh, it keeps you doing all those, uh, all those uh, works. Well, I, I'm just curious from your perspective, Mike, I mean, you, you work with so many different men out there in Christian couples and marriage, and you're trying to really make that marriage uh, you know, be the, the, the most fruitful to kind of stick with our theme here yep. <laughs> uh, as possible. How have you seen that marriage drift? You know, the, the, the view of marriage drift from the original design that God intended to the way it is right now. I mean, there's a big, there's, there's been a big shift, right? So, I mean, just curious from your perspective, what's been the biggest shift in the, in the, in the design of marriage that we've taken on? Yeah. You know, it's a good question. I think, you know, we look at the the Bible, right? It says, you know, leave father and mother and become one flesh, right? Right, uh, right. So to me, the way I, I kind of think about that and look at that is, you know, alignment, right? Certainly physically, mm-hmm. sexually, you want that that connection, um, but also mentally, emotionally, spiritually, you, you want to be one, right? And I think if you, you know, problematic things with that have happened over time. I think, you know, one is the idea that, oh, like, you know, if, if my spouse isn't doing exactly what I want, I'll just go get another one. Right? Yeah. There's, there's yeah. not like a long-term commitment there. Oh, my, my, my wife's not quote unquote meeting my needs. And so, you know, I'm justified then in leaving right. this relationship because, She's not again meeting. I don't. I don't like that phrase at all. <laughs> Actually, really hate it. The um, that idea of like meeting my needs. Yeah. Um, but um, yeah, it's kind of like, and even a lot of sort of um, traditional marriage counseling, kind of one way or another, sort of backs that idea up. It's kind of like, hey, you know, 
you just do what I want and, you know, I'll do what you want and then we'll be okay. Right. Yeah. And there's some truth to that, right? Like you do mm-hmm. want to try to do things for the other person that they appreciate, right? Kind of help them in ways that they recognize and like. I think there's definitely truth to that. But the the problem happens where it's like, hey, you know, I'm doing all this for you, but you're not for me, right? Yeah. And so now I don't have to do what I said I'd do because you're not doing what you said you would do. So it becomes very just contractual, like, hey, you didn't fill your side, so I don't have to fill my side of, yeah. the, of the deal. And I think that's a lot of what's happening. Um, I've heard it called just like keeping score, right? Keeping yeah. score in marriage. Oh, like I, I did 10 things for you. You only did two. So, you know, I'm not going to do anything for you now. <laughs> like, um, yeah. I'm curious your take, man, because when, when you were going through that, I immediately in my brain went to something I talked to guys a lot about. And it's, it's the view of a covenant versus a contract. And, you know, a lot of times we view marriage like a contract and contracts. I mean, just go back to any contract you ever signed. It basically says, if you, then I. Right. Right. And that's that. And that's it. Covenant is no matter what I do. Right. You know, so we have to remember that. But also, I I just see too many times where we try to put the confines of marriage and this contractual type thinking. Mm -hmm. And to your point, I mean, that's where it gets wrong, man. If you're trying to to find happy or or get your expectations and, and, and get all your boxes filled from your wife. That's not her job. You right. know, I mean, you entered the covenant with her together. And the whole point of marriage is to glorify God. I mean, if we're not focused on that, you know, it's not about you being happy, her being happy. It's about glorifying God together. Uh, and, 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 the, and that contractual type thinking, man, I just think it's robbing us of so much joy in our marriages. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, because um, the thing is, even when you get what you were asking for, you don't, you're not even that happy because you're like, well, fine. Like you finally did what you were supposed to do anyway. <laughs> so, <laughs> right. About time, right? Yeah, right. yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I think, you know, that's a big issue. And to your point of that, like covenant, like, hey, I'm going to do this again, just because that's who I want to be. Like, that's what right. I decided. That's the kind of husband I'm going to be, regardless of how you behave. Now, where that can get you into trouble, right, is if you go so far into that that you don't you don't like represent yourself in the marriage anymore. Mm-hmm. Like you can, you kind of lose yourself. You're trying so hard to like make your wife happy that you, you never like tell her when you have a different opinion or you never, you know, ask for the things that you actually want or, you know, this happened to me, right? Like I'm, I'm turning down work opportunities to be home. Uh, I'm, you know, basically turning down everything just to be home more because I thought, Oh, like that's what I'm supposed to do now. Um, that's not, that's not that healthy either. Right. If you just, I like the idea of, uh, this is from Stephen Covey, but the idea of win-win in a marriage, mm-hmm. right? Like you want to both be winning when it comes to money, sex, in-laws, parenting, religion, housework, how you spend your time, right? You want to both feel like, Hey, you know, we, we both feel good about where we're at here. Um, you know, for marriage to work long term, it, it needs to be that way. Or, because right. if you're just like, feel like, man, I'm losing, I'm losing, I'm losing. I guess that's what God wants me to do, but I'm really kind of hating a lot of the way our marriage is set up right now. <laughs> like, right. that's, that's not great either. You know, you need to be able to, um, 
come in and ask for the things you want in a clear way, uh, and then be able to also listen to your wife's side and really work towards something you both feel good about. Um, to me, marriage is the best place to practice love your neighbor as yourself. Um, and to me, that means love your neighbor equally to yourself, not more mm. than yourself to where you totally lose yourself and like hate your life and also not less than yourself to where you're like, Hey, it's what I say goes. And I don't really care what you think. Like we're good. We're going to do it my way. You know, it's really learning. How do we balance both those, like both of us being in this marriage and being represented, but even like expanding on that. Um, I like to think of like the water molecule, right? It's got oxygen and it's got hydrogen. Um, so on their own, they do their own cool things in nature, but when they come together, right, they make something even better, right? They make water, yeah, right? an that's element right. that's, that's different than both of them, but still, like there's still hydrogen and oxygen within it, right? They haven't right, right. Like, lost themselves. They're still in it. Um, so I think that's a pretty, I like that analogy. Um, like you don't have to lose yourself. You You want to bring yourself and learn from each other and grow. And you kind of bump into each other a lot in marriage, but it, it, it smooths you out, right? It helps you right. become stronger. It helps you um, come closer to God. You know, you, you kind of point out to each other, Hey, like that's a little bit off, <laughs> like the way you're, you're thinking or behaving there. And at first like, ah, oh, you know, don't say that. But then eventually you kind of you're like, Oh, you know, maybe, maybe he's right. Maybe she's right. Maybe there is something I can improve there. Right. And, um, yeah, that's that's the the cool thing about uh, about marriage. If you'll take it, you know, it can be a really great growing experience. Yeah, and I, I mean, so many times too to, to that win win concept. One one area I see a lot of guys getting mistaken is this whole submission. You know, mm-hmm. they go straight to what the Bible says about you know why I submit to your husband. But yeah. then they then they just stop reading for some reason. I don't know why guys <laughs> stop reading at that part because it, if you keep reading. Right. You, know, you really get the full picture of what it looks like and, yeah. and understanding, you know, it's serving each other, you know, yeah. in the marriage and, and serving each other. And sometimes, you know, that serving is fun. Sometimes that serving is not. So, I mean, yeah. it's just it's a sacrifice. Right. So, I mean, I just feel like too many times we have this idea of this picture of this. And maybe it's like uh, Hallmark movies and stuff like that has completely screwed up, you know, the happy, the fear, happy every after and all that stuff. And they you know, paint all these wonderful things of snow falling down and, stuff, you know, all this craziness of just like these magical fairy tales where in real life marriage is work. It really is work and you have to put in the work, but ultimately if you do, there's so much that God wants to bless you with within the confines of that marriage. If you do it right and you submit to each other and then ultimately you're submitting to him. I mean, he's got to be the ultimate guide force and where you're going as a couple. And I just think that's, that's where so many couples, man, they really get off track. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Yeah. You know, it's easy to get, um, thrown off into different ideas and, you know, things like that. But yeah, when we've got that anchor of God and the Bible and Christ, like then you're not going to get pulled off into all these kind of weird, weird mm-hmm. directions. Absolutely. Now you, now you've mentioned several times already about you work with couples a lot around, you know, sexuality and intimacy mm-hmm. and being able to come together. Cause I, so, so many times, man, I, I'll be honest. I talked to a lot of guys and they, they are, you know, Romeo up until that I do moment. So after that I do moment, the pursuit stops. Yeah. And I'm like, bro, you, you got to keep dating your wife even every, all the time. You never stop pursuing yeah. her. And so do you see that with some of the guys you're coaching? Does that, does it stop at that moment? 
Yeah, no, it's a good question. So I think in a Christian framework, especially this can happen, right? Where you're kind of like, okay, um, you know, for, for some Christian guys, you know, they've decided not to have sex until marriage. Um, mm-hmm. Or, you know, at the very least, like once you, once you are married, you're kind of like, Hey, this is it, right? Like you're the person that I'm going to have sex with. I'm not going to have sex with anybody else. So what can happen is the guy kind of feels like it's owed to me now. Right. Um, Especially if they've kind of waited until sex, until marriage and they're like, Oh, like finally, you know, finally I get to have sex. Um, And then once they're in it, they're kind of like, Hey, like I'm not exercising my other options here. And so like, it's your job to, meet this, again, meet this need, right? Meet this need for me. So that idea of being owed sex, right, is a killer for attraction, right? Like Mm -hmm. your wife is not attracted to you if you think you're just owed it because because you're married, right? Right, right. Not attractive. The other thing that guys will do is try to kind of earn it, like by doing nice things, you know, by cleaning up, by doing the five love languages. Um, also not attractive. The way that I, and, and women can tell, right? They can tell if you clean the dishes because your wife needed some help or because you wanted sex for right, doing that. Right. <laughs> like they can pick it up. And so, you know, I, I call that the mosquito cycle. The mosquito cycle being you do nice things, but you're expecting back attention, appreciation, affection, sex. Um, and then cause you're, you're like trying to suck it off of her, right? You're, yeah. you're trying to drain her of that. Um, yeah, she doesn't like it. It's, it's manipulative. It pushes her away. Um, so I think those two forces a lot of times come in once a Christian guy gets married, where he kind of feels owed it just because they're married. And he kind of feels owed it because maybe he's the one providing for the family. And, um, you know, and then on top of that, you know, he's owned it just for those things. But then additionally, if he's like helping with the kids or cleaning dishes or helping around the house now, like, Hey, come on, like you really owe it to me now. <laughs> right. So, right. Uh, but, but to me, right. The way, the way I, I tell the guys is really that's treating her like a prostitute in a way. Yeah. Right? Yeah. You're like, Hey, I did this now. It's time. Right. Um, and, and then they're surprised when their wife isn't attracted by that. Right. Like no, like I, I did all this stuff. She owes it to me. Why, why won't she do it? But it's that whole kind of mindset of you know she owes it to me that is killing it. Yeah, I mean it's this whole works based righteousness. I mean you're trying to work your way in, and and it's, and so whenever I hear that, you know, immediately I go in my brain. You're serving out of selfish needs versus just a servant heart. Your yeah. heart's not in the right place. Yeah. So if if you really want to serve your wife, and maybe if, if that is her love language, maybe. Access service is her love language. Yeah. Then then do it. But do it with the right intention without any, you know, expectations of something to come in, in you know, in the future. If you just actually just love her in that moment, uh, God's going to bless that. You know, it will come again. You may have to exercise that patience that we talked about earlier, but it <laughs> yeah. will come. You just have to just to give it time. But I just feel like there's so many times with what I see with guys, too, is we say we say I do. And then the whole pursuit of just them in general stops. You know, sure. it's almost like we have the roommate and we're, we, we, we become just more buddies than we are, you know, intimate partners in life. And, and what I'm trying to tell guys a lot is, look, man, you, this is a, if you stop working on your marriage, it will fail. I mean, Satan wants your marriage to fail. Mm-hmm. He does. He, and he's going to do everything he can to attack. And he's going to attack it with your calendar, with kids, 
with all these great things that are that are actually they seem really good, but at the end of the day, they could be pulling you and her up, up apart from each other. And I'm yeah. trying to help guys to remember that. Look, man, you got to fight for this. You got to invest in your marriage. You have to invest in each other. And that means time and money. Where <laughs> you have to really <laughs> yeah. spend time, and, and that take and that's you know a date night does not have a kid there. I have to yeah. clear that that air up. Like some yeah. guys, say, well, I go on a date night. We have the kids. I'm like, that's not a date, bro. That's yeah. just going out to dinner. <laughs> like, <Yeah. laughs> or if you go to dinner and all you do is talk about the kids, like, yeah. stop. Like, like yeah. I get it. There's a moment for that, but there's also there's a moment for true connection. Yeah. And and sometimes guys just they're struggling with that. So I don't know if you're seeing that too, but that's common areas that I'm seeing with with guys that are in the lion's den that we're trying to help them with. Yeah, no, for sure. I think it's, um, yeah, you, you do need to prioritize that time and make it happen. You know, I, I definitely recommend the weekly date night, having some time to connect just the two of you each day. Um, right. Even if it's not a lot, depending on, you know, your situation, just, but still just like making that a priority. Mm-hmm. I'll tell you a story. So there, and, and I've picked on this guy before, but I love him and he loves me. So we're, it's all good. He's in the mission field. He does mission work and we, I was coaching him and he was part of our program and we're, we're working together. And one of the things I, well, I was challenging him on was look, some, let's work on some, one area of your marriage that I like for, for you to work on is a connection with your wife. And how often do you pray together? And he looked at me like I had three hits and he's like, man, I don't really pray with her. I'm like, bro, you're in the missionary field. Like this is, this is your, what you do. He's like, let's be honest. It scares me. And, and, and like, I don't know how to do it. I'm like, bro, very simple. Just all you have to do is really literally walk up to her and just ask her, how can I pray for you? Now, the first time you ask her that she may pass out, pick her up off the floor, you know, <laughs> make, 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 bring her back and then listen. And then whatever she says, all you have to do is just do the McDonald's. Just repeat it back to her, yeah. <laughs> you know, repeat that back and let her know that you hear that because that tells her that you heard her. Yeah. Right. And then it starts building a little muscle. And that thing starts off as a that like the first time going to the gym. It's going to hurt, but it will get better. But I tell you, man, daily prayer with your wife. For me, that's that's a non-negotiable. That's something that, that Becca and I, we we really instituted a lot over the last year. And it's been <sighs> It's 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 definitely led to an, another level of intimacy, and I'm not talking about sexual intimacy. Right. I'm just talking about intimacy where connection as 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 Chris and Becca together uh, that we did not have before, and I think it's I can only attribute it to God, the Holy Spirit. He's leading us, and He's bringing us together. He's drawing us together because we're trying to draw closer to Him. I know what's going on in her life. She knows it's important to me, and we're praying about that together, and that's just strengthening our marriage. But it's intimidating for a lot of guys when you want to just simply say, well, just pray with your wife. So many of them are just like, I'd rather do anything to try to play with my wife. It just, it really scares me. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I love that. And I think, um, yeah, you know, praying together with her about, you know, the kids and stuff. But like you said, trying to figure out, Hey, like what, what would you like me for me mm -hmm. to pray for, for you? And, you know, being aware of that, um, you know, what is she, and the, for me, I like to kind of break things down into, again, that like body, mind, heart, and spirit area. So, you know, if you're looking for even like more ideas on that, hey, like physically, how are you doing? Like, are you healthy? Is there anything that, you know, we can pray for there or, you know, make sure you get addressed. Like my wife has some canker sores right now, right? So like, just, is there anything I can do for that? Um, 
And then mentally, hey, are the things you worried about right now? Are you anxious about anything? Um, do you have maybe she's works? So is something going on at work? Right? I, I call that maybe like a mental thing. Um, yeah. Uh, emotionally, how are you feeling? You know, anxious, depressed. How are things with your friends? Um, and then spiritually, yeah. How's your relationship with God right now? You know, how do you feel like you're kind of you feel like you're fulfilling your mission in life? You know, these are kind of deeper questions, yeah. but good questions to figure out. Um, and yeah, the things that come up, they're powerful, you know, when you can say, oh yeah, you know, my wife is, you know, she's worried about this thing going on with the kids, you know, please help her feel at peace with that. Or, you know, she's worried about her friend right now, please help her friend be more healthy. Like you said, just develops that a much deeper level of intimacy that you, you know, each other's hopes, dreams, fears, desires, and and then plus you involve God and you know the the Holy Spirit. We're talking about fruits of the spirit today. Like all that comes together in a really powerful way. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, and I think it's just, that's just that's one area that is so simple. That I think, but it's often it's times the simple things that we forget. Yeah, and we try to make the we have to, we try to make it all these complicated things. Look, it could really be as simple as just slowing down, taking time, have that intentional prayer time. Just like you would have an intentional devotion time or or time in the Word, but just that time, one on one time with her in prayer, I, d- I just see there's so much power in that. And I mean, and also that's going to also if if kind of sticking with the fruit of the Spirit that we're talking about, if you're faithful in that, you know, and showing that 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 every day, you know, faithfulness, that's going to keep growing, and your faith together is going to keep growing. And it's also going to prepare you because, as you know, my as a marriage, it, it's not cupcakes and rainbows. I mean, it is trial. And you're going to come through. And if you're not in a trial, you probably just came out of one or you're getting ready to go into one. I mean, that's the three areas I tell guys. I'm like, you're either not in one. You just come out or you're getting ready to go in. So be prepared, be prepared. But the prayer, your prayer life will will help you in those moments uh, more than anything. And, and, and just being ready for those trials. Yeah, no, I appreciate that. It's a good uh, reminder for my, uh, myself, too. You know, I've been doing that a little bit more lately of like being more intentional about you know, praying for her, you know, I kind of know what's going on with her, but, but sometimes I, I miss that myself of just like, you know, through the day say, Hey, like, you know, help her be at yeah. peace, help her, you know, be ready for this stuff. So yeah. Yeah. I think that's a great way to, to pull all this together. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, so good. Well, you, it's been awesome talking. I you know, probably wrap it up about here. Um, but, uh, but yeah, so Chris, where can people find you if they want to go deeper and, you know, look into your, your programs and, and all that? Yeah. I mean, for us, it's very simple. It's, it's the lion within.us. I mean, that's our website. Uh, connect with us there, join our community. That's all on the main way on the main page there. Uh, listen to our podcast as we drop three times a week, Monday, Wednesday, Friday. Uh, you really put out some, some, I think it's some really good content. The feedback's been pretty, pretty awesome on that, but the community is where it's all happening at for us, uh, Mike. So, I mean, if you go to the lionwithin.us, join the community, that's where you'll have the phone. You'll be able to c- connect with the guys in the forums, the events. We have lion lunches, Bible studies. We, we just started our first mastermind. I mean, we have some really neat things happening. Uh, a couple courses that we've made that are all out there. All that stuff's available. We just need guys to jump in. Uh, and start just leaning into some of these resources. And we've seen some incredible things happen where guys have actually taken some of this material and starting their own Bible studies in their communities. Nice. And the most recent big success is a guy took it to his church and now he's leading a group of 75 men. Wow. And he, and he's, I mean, he's just a facilitator, 
but we were able to the Holy Spirit and the work that we're doing at the Lion give him the courage and the and, and the and the confidence to be able to go to his church leadership, and they they just immediately jumped on it. So he he's nervous, but uh, he's doing a great job. We're proud of him. So yeah, just the Lion Within Us is is the best way to connect awesome. uh, with us for sure. Love it. Love it. Yeah. And it's on my side. So, you know, my podcast is strong men, strong marriages. Uh, you can find us at strong men, strong Uh, there's a, an email series on there. If you want to get started with that, um, uh, seven days to become more attractive to your wife. So fun, fun email series. Uh, and then, yeah, if you're, you're a high achieving Christian guy, you're, you're looking to really take it deeper with a, a 90 day program. You can fill out an application uh, there too under work with me. Um, but uh, yeah, and if you're, if you're starting the podcast, strong men, strong marriages, probably start with the first four episodes. That'll give you kind of an intro to what it's all about. And then you can kind of jump around from there. Very cool. All right, Chris. Well, hey, thanks so much. It's been been great connecting today. Absolutely. So Mike, I'm going to do one more little section for our show real quick. Perfect. Because um, we, we end our show with what we call feeding time. It's just a quick lightning round. Yeah. And uh, yeah. Uh, and our, our listeners really enjoy it. So I definitely want to jump into that. Yeah, so, great. Uh, and it's, it's only a couple minutes. All right. So, so Mike, we, we, we reached the end of the lion within us. We call it, we have our final section. We call it our feeding time where you basically, you're in the lion's den. Okay. So you're, you're in here. So I'll throw a few questions at you. Lightning round uh, style. Love to get your feedback on a couple of these. And again, there's no right or wrong. This just helps our listeners get to know you a little bit more. Sure. So first question at the gate, man, what is your favorite thing about God? Oh, wow. That's a great question. Um, I'd say that he is, um, always available. Um, you know, I can, uh, lately I've been looking at, sometimes I feel alone, like in Mm -hmm. my life and even marriage sometimes. And a lot of that has to do with like even childhood stuff and all that, but just like knowing that there's someone there that I can turn to that can, uh, be there that I'm not alone. That's it. He's, he is, that's, that's the beauty. That's the beauty of it, right? He's always with us. Yeah. So what's your, uh, second question? What's your least favorite thing about Satan? Least favorite thing about Satan. Um, I'd say that I don't see him operating all the time. Like that he can trick me <laughs> into thinking that mm. like it's not him when actually it is him. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't, like that <laughs> yeah i know <laughs> i'm with i think we had a collective amen from all our listeners right there so uh so what's something that you're currently struggling with right now oh so i think um you know we talked a little bit about patience today um you know so you'll hear this on the podcast if you listen but wife she's been through a lot of like pretty significant abuse through her life and like certain times of year are tougher than others for her mm-hmm. because of that she's kind of in that right now and so yeah like for me it's kind of uh, a a time for patience right a time to like really understand what she's been through and try to like step into there and serve her versus right. getting into, you know, this, well, what about me? And, you know, take care of me and all that. So, um, so yeah, it's kind of more of a, uh, rainy time maybe right now. In the, I got you. I in got the you. Marriage. But, um, but yeah. Okay. 
Well, what's something that if you think back over the last year, maybe that you spent too much time doing? Oh, too much time doing last year. I would say stressing out about my business and money. Um, mm-hmm. I think um, not that I shouldn't have been working, but I think I spent a lot of time. So every day right now, I have the scripture about you know the, consider the lilies of the field, right? They yeah. toil not, you know, they spend. And I think I spent too much time worrying God wouldn't take care of me financially mm-hmm. um, instead of just like you're talking about focusing on service and trusting that, you know, those things would be taken care of because they always have. I just uh, spent too much time thinking they wouldn't. I'm with you. Hey, that's, that, I love the honesty in that answer, Mike. That's, I mean, really so many of us are, are, are there and have been there for sure. So got, got two more for you. What's a new habit that you want to create moving forward? Maybe that you've already started creating. Yeah. Um, so in the program, we talk a lot about, this so like we we do a morning review just kind of like put our thoughts in a good place towards god towards our wife to ourselves so i think yeah. keeping that one going uh in the evening um but then what, one thing i'm doing is um you know doing i, I want to play pickleball with my son you know he's 16 he'll be out of the house relatively soon and yeah. so it, you know it's something we both enjoy and i just want to kind of create those memories with him while he's still here that's really cool. That's really cool. Hopefully you guys get some time on the court there. That'd be yeah. awesome. Yeah. So last question for you, Dr. Mike. So what's one thing you hope the, the listeners out there remember from our conversation today? You know, I really liked kind of what we ended with about, you know, the importance of prayer. And, you know, if you can pray, if you rise up for it, if you guys can pray together, that's great. If you're in a spot in your marriage where, you know, you ask her that, and she's like, I don't even want you to pray for me. Some guys can be in that kind of thing, you know, just, just doing it anyway. Right. Right. Just taking your best guess. Okay. Like physically what's going on with her mentally, emotionally, spiritually, and just, you know, really going to, again, from that place of service, you know, praying for her from that place of service, I think is really powerful. And then if you can do it together again, that's a great way to, to build intimacy. Absolutely. Well you, well, you survived the uh, the feeding time, Mike. That's awesome. That's <laughs> <It was> fun. <laughs> awesome. Well, thank you so much for joining us on the line within us. It's been an absolute pleasure to work with you, sir. Likewise. Likewise. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. If you did, please leave a review on iTunes and share the episode with a friend so we can help create stronger men and stronger marriages across the world. And if you're ready to take your strength training and your marriage to the next level, Visit strongmenstrongmarriages.com to learn how. I'll see you there.